everyone. Welcome to Graciously Saved Podcast. My name is Sarah Kastner. For those of you who are new here, welcome, welcome. And if you are returning, thank you so much for tuning in again. I'm so excited to be recording right now. We are still at the start of a new year. So happy New Year's, you guys. I hope that you all made New Year's resolutions because they really are effective. It's never too late to start, by the way. If you guys have not already done so, you can set some goals for yourself and commit to those goals. Mine for the year, I think, I don't know why I'm sharing this, but for the year of 2024, let me think what, well, I'll share one of them. One of the goals I have, which is, it was my goal last year too, is to read the whole Bible in chronological order. It is so important to know the word of God, just like I mentioned in the last episode. I'm always going to mention it because it really is a necessity in your daily walk with Christ. So I hope that you guys will join me. It is not too late to start. I think last year I started in March. (laughs) So it's never too late to start reading the whole Bible in chronological order. But I'll definitely go over in the future. I'll, I'll give you guys a breakdown of the Bible, how to read the Bible, where to start. And I hope that it helps you guys. So um, let's see, let's go into roses and thorns. So my rose has to be that my little baby, my one-year-old is now a two-year-old. This is bizarre. I I think if you guys are watching on Sunday, then his birthday would have been yesterday. So I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old now. Yeah, that's. it sounds crazy saying that out loud. It is definitely as crazy as it sounds. I'm just going to say that right now. The life is, the everyday life of being a stay-at-home mom at that is definitely crazy. So I'm just in the thick of it right now. I'm going with the flow. Everything's okay. This year is going to be great. I can feel it. I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful that I have my little JJ Bear and Elijah. I'm so proud of them and just so happy to be their mama. So that is my rose. And to be honest, you guys, I don't think I have a thorn. Praise God, I don't have a thorn today. So that that's going to happen sometimes. I hope that that happens actually more often than not. So we're just going to go with that. That is my rose. I don't have any thorns. Life has been so good lately, and I'm just blessed to be able to say that. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. Today's episode is titled, Can I Question God? I struggled with this for a very long time, wondering, is there, can, can I be honest with God? Can I be honest to the point of asking him, what is going on? Why do I feel this way? Why is this happening to me? I always wondered this because in my previous religion, I think I've mentioned to you guys that we were not allowed to question God. We were not allowed to ask him questions. No, no, no. Even if they were in our hearts, we were not allowed to ask them. So I I definitely struggled with this question in my new walk with Christ. And it's definitely a question that should be answered and addressed. I feel like a lot of people steer away from this question because it can get so controversial, but I'm here to answer this question and I have Bible verses as always to back up what I say. So is it okay to question God? I think before I answer that, it's important to know the difference between questioning God and accusing God. We are never to accuse God of doing something wrong. In James chapter 1 verse 7, it says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift to us from God our Father. There we have it. God gives good. God gives perfection. 
If God is taking something away from you, for example, if God takes away your job, it's because there's something that he wants to produce within you, a fruit of the spirit, for example. If something is attacking you and it is not producing a fruit of the spirit, then that is an attack of the enemy. And it's super important to know that God does not attack our bodies. God does not harm our bodies. He is a God that gives only good. And the devil is the one who wants to cause infirmity and make sure that we are weak and fragile and try to slow us down. I want to go over the story of Job, which was a man who was very wealthy. He was very successful in all that he had. His children were successful. He was the richest man in his whole entire area. He was a man of God that God was very proud of. He did not sin against God. He always sacrificed and did things. He always maintained a close relationship with God. And so Satan, the accuser, goes to God and he and God basically starts bragging about Job. He says, have you seen my servant Job? He is blameless and a man of complete integrity and he fears the Lord and stays away from evil. And so the devil says, well, of course he does. Look at everything that he has. You've given him all of these riches. You've given him all of these children. He has an abundance of crops and, and, and farm animals. And so God allows the enemy to basically strip all of that away from Job. The devil said, but reach out and take everything away that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord allows Satan to do whatever he wants with everything he possesses, but he says, don't bring him harm physically. So what does Satan do? He strips everything away from Job, his children, his all of his crops, all of his farm animals, his servants. And what was Job's response to everything being taken away from him? He says, I came naked from my mother's room and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. And all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. So then Satan goes back to God and God starts bragging again about Job. Have you seen this righteous man of mine who is blameless, a man of complete integrity? He goes on to say, and he has maintained his integrity even though you urged me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life, but reach out and take away his health and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, said the Lord but spare his life. Mm -mm -mm. So Satan left the Lord's presence and he struck Job with terrible boils from head to foot. These boils were so bad that Job had to scratch himself with pieces of broken pottery. Imagine that. Ouch. That sounds like it hurts. Even his wife, who saw that he was still being a man of integrity, says, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. His wife literally tells him, curse God and die. Can you believe that? Oh my goodness. But Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all of this, Job still said nothing wrong. A lot of people would read that and think, okay, so this came from God then because Job said, should we only accept good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? But you see what happened was God allowed Satan to do as he pleased. But Satan was only allowed to do as much as the Lord would let him. So he was allowed to first take all of his possessions. Then he goes back to the Lord. The Lord grants the request to now affect his health, but don't cause him to die. So Satan can only go so far. We know that the Bible says that he is the ruler of the earth. He has some form of power here on earth, but 
don't get it twisted. God is still in control. He is still sovereign. The enemy still has to go to God for permission. So in all of this, Job said nothing wrong. Now we see the posture of Job start to change in um, Job chapter 7, verse 17, where he starts to cry out to the Lord and he starts basically pouring out all of his burden on the Lord. And we see that Job even starts to question the Lord. It says, if I have sinned, what have I done to you, O watcher of all of humanity? Am I a burden to you? Why not just forgive my sin and take away my guilt? For soon I will lie down in the dust and die. When you will look for me, I will be gone. So we see that Job starts to question God. Why make me your target? O watcher of humanity, am I a burden to you? We see that not only is Job giving God glory and praise in the middle of his storm in the valley, but he is also giving to God his questions. But God was still pleased with Job because Job did not blame God. You see, Job, the man of integrity who was blameless in the eyes of God, was also the man who said, I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. Am I a sea monster or a dragon that you must place me under guard? Now, what happened after Job started questioning God? God answers him. So they have this long conversation, which you guys can read in the book of Job, obviously, but they go back and forth. And this story is definitely one that should be read if you want to ramp up your faith in God. Even his, even Job's friends come to him and say, you must have sinned before God to have had all of these things happen to you. Surely God is punishing you. And so God answers Job and his friends and basically says, shame on you, friends, for everything that you're saying, and I will bless Job. In Job 42 verse 12, it says, so the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than the beginning. For now he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camel, 1,000 oxen, and it goes on and on. But God literally blessed him double. This is such a good visual representation of God taking what the enemy meant for evil, which was, remember in the beginning, the enemy says, surely Job will curse you to your face. The enemy attacked Job so that evil could come from that, the evil which was that Job would curse God to his face. God took that evil intention and turned it for good because now Job, who remained a man of integrity, a blameless man, is now blessed double, given double what he had suffered and double what he had previously before any of the suffering even began. So did Job question God? Yes, he did. Did he accuse him? No, he was a blameless man. I said this before and I'll say it again. As long as we are in this world, we are subject to the attacks of the enemy. We see in John 12, 31, the ruler of this world will be cast out. Who is the ruler? The enemy. The Bible literally calls him the ruler of this world. He goes around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to attack. But remember, he can only attack us as much as God will allow him. Because like I said, God is sovereign. He is the creator of all things. And if he sees that something good can be produced out of this, then he will allow it to happen. But nothing can happen unless God himself would allow it to. Another great example of a child of God questioning God himself is in the Psalms. We see David countless times questioning God. Not only are they full of questions to God, but it sounds like David also complains to God, just like Job did. I don't know if you guys know this, but in Psalms 13, 
how long, quote unquote, how long is mentioned four times in the first two sentences of the psalm. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will the enemy have the upper hand? David feels abandoned by God. He feels forgotten. And there is obviously spiritual warfare going on in his mind because he wrestles with with his thoughts throughout the Psalms. But the Psalms turn from complaining and questioning to faith and hope because David still had hope in God and he knew that God is still faithful no matter our circumstance. In verse 5 it says, But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. I cannot tell you how many times it has been so difficult, but so rewarding even to praise God in the middle of my storm, praise God there in the valley when I'm struggling with my health, when I'm struggling with my family. I give praise to God because he is a God who not only deserves when we praise him on our mountaintop, when everything is going good, that's when it's easiest to praise God. Oh God, thank you for this abundance of, of money that I have. Thank you for my healthy family. It is so easy to thank God when there is absolutely nothing going wrong. But how many of us can praise God when everything feels like it's going wrong, when our health is under, when our children are not in the right place, when our finances are falling apart? How many of us will get on our knees and say, God, I give you glory still because there is breath in my lungs. God loves when you praise him in the valley and the enemy wants you to curse God in that valley. He wants you to look up at God and say, why have you done this to me? He wants you to blame God for what is going on in your life. But we need to always keep the mindset of we serve a faithful God whose word will come to pass. We serve a God who does not change like the seasons. If he said that something will happen, you better believe that it will happen. And I am living proof that it will come to pass, you guys. Everything that God has told me has been coming to pass. Everything that he has warned me about has happened. And in all of the ways that he said that he would remain faithful to me, he did. He has never left me. I've never felt alone in any of my valleys, in any of my storms. If anything, I feel like I am even closer to God when I am in the valley. How many people pray and say, God, take me back to the altar when that fire was just burning for you. Because sometimes when we're taking, when we're taken out of our valley, when, when the storm turns to sunshine and rainbows, we forget the God who pulled us through such a difficult storm. We forget the God who brought us above the waves. But how many of us will actually worship God in those difficult moments? Sometimes God needs to change our perspective on something before he can change our situation. When God allows the enemy to take something from you or to attack you, I believe with all of my heart that he has a full intention to restore what was taken from you, but not only give you restoration, but give you double what you suffered, just like he did with Job. But first, he might want to change your perspective of it because good health is not a necessity to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus is. And having money, an abundance of it, that's not a necessity to enter the kingdom. Jesus is. So when our perspective of money, health, 
blessings, all of that changes, God can then change our circumstance too. But in the process of that, I think that it's okay to pour out your heart to God. Whether it's questions or anger, give it to God. Let it out because He already knows what's inside of your heart. But when you confess it with your mouth, you're releasing it unto God and you receive the freedom that comes with that. Look at how Job poured his heart out. He said, I cannot keep from speaking. I need to express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. And this was a man who God was so proud of. So is it okay to ask our creator questions? Absolutely. He can handle the questions that are inside of your heart, but always give him praise for what he is doing in your life. Even when you don't understand it, thank him for the character that he is building within you through your circumstances and always be grateful and thank him for the salvation that is yours, the salvation that nobody can take away from you. God received questions and complaining from men that we think so highly of in the Bible. I don't know where this misconception even started that we are not allowed to express to God how we feel or ask him tough questions. I don't know where that started, but that is a lie. And I know that it is a lie because not pouring out your heart to him, not giving him fully what is inside of your mind and inside of your heart creates a wall. And it makes us think that we can't go to God with anything. You can come to God with everything. And he is right there ready to receive it and ready to answer all of your tough questions. Not only can you ask him your tough questions, but you can release your frustration to him just like Job did, just like David did in the Psalms. I can't tell you how relieving it was to me to hear that I can tell God that I was angry with him for a moment. I was angry for I was angry at him for what he had allowed to happen in moments of my life. And when I released that to him, all of the anger went away and I felt a closeness with God that I have never felt before. It is okay to share with God even the parts that you think are so ugly and disturbing inside of your heart. He knows what's in there and he wants you to release it. So, what are you going to release to God today? What are you going to ask God today? He can handle everything that you have for him. Trust me. I hope that this episode helped you guys in so many ways. I hope that it blessed you. If it did, I would love it if you guys would leave me a review. If you guys would comment below, like this, subscribe and share whatever you can do to help me out. I would greatly appreciate it. I just am here to spread the word of God. I know that God has blessed this platform and that he is going to use it for so much good. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a blessed day and a blessed year. Happy 2024. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.